to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. Oh my gosh. I am freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) I stayed up all night cramming for this. (laughs) I, uh, I was up until like after midnight trying to stay awake reading, and then I got up again at six because I couldn't stay awake. Mm-hmm. I got up at 6, and I've been reading all morning, and now it's 9.21, and I just finished, and I'm literally shaking. I love this effing book so much. Good. Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Emily. This is Marin. And you are listening to another episode of Remember Twilight. <laughs> Remember Life and Death? Life and Death. <laughs> the Life and Death Part two, finish the book I cannot. I literally don't think I can with this book right now. (laughs) I am beside myself with Mm -hmm. uh, anxiety and tears. (laughs) I feel very overwhelmed. Um, So, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. I know you're fresh off the ending, but we need to rewind a little bit, go back to the, like, normal stuff. Okay. There's one note I want to make before we start chapter 12, though. All right. Because this was something that I was thinking about. So, at the beginning of the last episode, I asked you if you thought Bella and Edward's relationship would have been different if Bella had grown up with Charlie. And I was thinking that in terms of her shield power, and it just made me wonder if she would have developed it as strongly Mm, had she been with Charlie, or if it would be more faint, kind of like how Charlie sounds to Edward. Mm -hmm. That's so, such a good question. I, I think if she had been raised by Charlie, 
everything about her life would have been different. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't have had to develop that. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have even been an issue, like, because she would have been more free to be herself completely. She wouldn't have had all of the burdens of being the adult of the family Mm -hmm. as a child. And so she wouldn't have had to develop this huge, enormous defense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Such a good question. I'm like, would that make Edward more or less frustrated to be able to kind of (laughs) hear what she's thinking sometimes. You know what I think is such an interesting thing about that question is, I wonder if it it would have just made Edward be um, a little bit less frustrated. Mm -hmm. Because then he would have still been like super attracted to her because of her scent Mm -hmm. and because she would have been a cool person anyway because she already was a cool person. Um, And yeah, he would have been less frustrated. frustrated. He would have been (laughs) able to hear a little bit of how she was thinking and how she was feeling. I think that that's Bella's biggest um, downfall is that she does not communicate well. Mm -hmm. Like, she holds everything in. And that's something that I love about Bo, and I'll talk about it here, is that he he just, he is not afraid to share. Mm -hmm. He's a sharer. He likes it when Edith knows what he's thinking. And Bella is like, like, she's so inhibited and so held back that she won't share anything. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. I think that Edward would have been much less... (laughs) <laughs> frustrated all the time yeah <laughs> I agree so cool yeah good job okay so balancing chapter right. 12 Bo has no ego right and it makes me so happy every time yeah something comes up where it would be like oh my gosh Edith is so much smarter than me blah 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 but no he's like um Someone's like, is Edith helping you study? And he goes, I could hear the quotation marks she put around the last word. Don't I wish I had said smiling. She's so much smarter than I am. Yeah, I love, love, love. He just adores her and thinks she's perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cute. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care that she's smarter and stronger. Um, it gets a lot cuter as the book goes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much he's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About everything. <laughs> but yeah, I love that too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the part when Edith tells him that it would be bad for her family if things between them ended badly, and Bella is like, oh man, that means we have to keep everything private, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bo is just like, hmm, I, I wonder what ending badly might look like <laughs> or feel like. I've seen enough horror movies, and I kind of know, but it... <laughs> It seems all right. Yeah. Like, they just kind of get kind of limp, and they don't really know what's happening while they're being drained. <laughs> yeah, he's much more just, like, analytical about it mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really funny. Whoa. Oh, no, that's better. Please Super keep it like zoom. that. Emily just made the font really big, and now I can see it. Yeah. Um... And then Bo's getting ready to go meet Edith or whatever, and he makes breakfast. And I was kind of hoping that Bo would be a foodie, but he just nope. shoves food down just yeah, like Bella. Yeah, he's the same as Bella. Nothing's changed there. Food, food is not important to him at mm-hmm. all. But I think that's kind of cool. It kind of plays out to when, the same as Bella, when Bo gets turned into a vampire, spoiler, 
uh, he just, like, doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, eh, because food has never been a thing that mattered to him. Yep. <laughs> Which I don't understand and I never will. Mm-hmm. Food is the second most important thing in my life. <laughs> right after sleeping. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Drum roll, please. Do, 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 do. No sleeveless white button Okay, yeah, downs. no, that's like literally the first thing I wrote about this chapter. <laughs> I'm going to flip to the back. I wrote, better outfits! Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> Such better yeah, outfits. Like, really kind of beautiful outfits. Crew yep. neck, white shirt. Normal t-shirt. It's got a tank. Tank, beautiful, like the, a camisole, right? Yeah. With then, nothing under it, yeah. which I love. <laughs> and a, a tan sweater. Oh, I love it. It's really good. It's, it makes so much sense. It's very 2015. <laughs> Although, have you noticed that every time Bo describes what Bella's, I mean, what Edith is wearing, he's like, just a sweater. And every time he says, just a tank top, just a sweater, just a something, I'm like, that's it? just a shirt she never wears pants no she's just naked except for whatever shirt she happens to be she's wearing. just wearing <laughs> yes so funny i am um, so 13 confessions this is when they're in the meadow mm-hmm. and they get to the very edge and Bo walks into the <laughs> middle and edith stays back and Bo's like checking it out, like, oh, these, this is pretty. There's some cute yeah. flowers or whatever. He spins back around and looks at Edith, and he thinks that she has caught on fire yeah. and starts to sprint He's back to her. Like, what is he gonna do? Blow her out? He's been hiking for five <laughs> hours and he still has energy to sprint. Like, if that's not He's true so love, good. I don't know. He's a gem. I love Bo so much. Do you know what? Oh my god. And this is something that I will talk about a little bit later, but I. I noticed something in this back half of the book that I didn't really notice the first half. Um, I think that Stephanie Meyer um, has a way of writing women and a way of writing men. Because I feel like Edith is Bella. Mm. And I feel like Bo is Edward. Interesting. They're very, they're, they're just the men that she writes and the women that she writes, right. which I kind of like a lot. Like, I think, I think that Bo has this like funny, awkward silliness that Edward has mm-hmm. and Edith is much more serious and takes everything super seriously like Bella does. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. just Stephanie Meyer's women and men. Interesting. Cause you know, writers do that. sorry I'm laughing because the cat just walked behind us and like with her tail swooshed our whole uh, wreath that's on the wall behind us she keeps trying to jump onto the table that the (laughs) recording's happening so alright so anyway anyway. (laughs) Um, Edith pre-planned her tank top because she really didn't want to do the meadow striptease oh you can't undo your whole shirt Edith because you're a girl so she wore a tank. <laughs> she wore a tank instead. Um, Bo is touching her. He goes, while my fingers were touching her, the reflections of the fire flickered against my skin, and suddenly my hand wasn't mediocre anymore. Ooh. And he just feels like being in her presence brings him up. I and it's love really, that. Really sweet. I love it. It's a little bit of a what I said last time, how now... She is the manic pixie dream girl, mm-hmm. which is why this wouldn't have been as popular a book because it was such a normal thing to happen. But right. I love that he's like, oh, she makes me better. 
Because I really feel like that's why Bella loves Edward so much, is that mm-hmm. he makes her better. Yeah. And also, it's a little foreshadowing, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I look beautiful like this. Yeah. He loves the way he looks like that. Mm-hmm. And he's never loved the way he looked before. Yeah. And I think that's very sweet. Yeah. I also just love how he describes it as fire instead of, like, jewels. <laughs> he's just flaming. <laughs> which is so fire. funny. It's like, <laughs> every other vampire lore is that they burst into flames uh-huh. in the sun and so yeah. he immediately was like she's bursting into flames yeah. I didn't know she was going to show me this you <laughs> did so good um I just liked this line here he says I reached to turn her hand over and when she realized what I wanted she flipped her palm up in a movement so fast it didn't exist mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to describe how they move. Yeah, Just so it's, fast it doesn't exist. It's such a weird, like, it's that's really good explanation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that Stephanie Meyer got better at describing and explaining things. Mm-hmm. This book is very, oh, you guys, this book is very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we still get As If You Could Outrun Me. Yes. Except she doesn't scream it. She just says it, like, really. It says, she said bitterly. So she just, like, grabs the tree and throws it. As if you could outrun me instead of a scream, but <laughs> yeah. I kind of like it. It's more Edith. Yes, it's yes. Cool. Um, Edith asks Bo if he wants to see how <laughs> she travels through the woods, and she just goes, "Surely you're familiar with the concept of a piggyback ride." Okay. And like Bo, just let her backpack you and get on with it. Okay, but here's the thing: is I totally get it because I'm like, he's so big. Mm-hmm. Like I literally, he's like. I don't know about you. I don't know what is in your brain about Bo because he never describes his height or size. Mm-hmm. But to me, he's like 6'2 mm-hmm. and like 190 pounds. Yeah. And she's like 5 feet and 110 pounds. Yeah. And so he's this big, huge guy. And he's mm-hmm. like, how do I get on your back? And I get that. Like, yeah. he's probably just like, I. it's like me trying to get on my eight-year-old's back. Mm-hmm. You, you know, just, like, I don't. Uh, and Edith is just like, this is so funny. Just get on. Yeah, so she, like, literally, like, wraps his legs around her, puts his arms where they need to be. And he's like, okay. He goes, my face was burning, and I knew I must look like a gorilla on a greyhound. <laughs> really, really good. I, and he, like, talks about how embarrassed embarrassed he is he's like I'm so embarrassed Uh (laughs) but I'm like I totally get it he's like am I hurting you and she's like please Bo Mm -hmm. it's so funny I I really love their relationship Mm -hmm. me too anything else for no I just agreed with you I thought that was so funny oh wait hold on maybe I did write something at the end uh no just better outfits better outfits (laughs) I was really glad about that good so mind over matter um Charlie has come home mm. from fishing, mm-hmm. and Charlie is asking Bo if there's any girls. Maybe you want to go to the dance with someone after all. <laughs> and Charlie goes, "Well, there are lots of other fish in the sea." And Bo goes, "Not at the rate you're going," Ooh. which was just cute. Really good so joke, cute. Bo. <laughs> and then this whole scene back at the house and in the bedroom is just so cute really is so, I loved so it cute. I love that scene when it's Bella and Edward and I love it when it's Bo and Edith Bo is really cute and and to me I had to after a while when I realized that it was kind of their personalities were kind of switched mm-hmm. I was like oh this is so sweet because you know Edith is the one who's being super careful and, and not sharing too much and mm-hmm. Bo is just like literally 
kneeling before her and reaching up to touch her face and just he's so sweet and he Mm -hmm. wants to not just have a relationship with her as like boyfriend and girlfriend but he really wants to be friends with her Mm -hmm. and he's a sincere sweet wholesome person just like Edward is like I love Bo I think he's a sweet sweetie beady and I love him a sweetie beady um so Bo had eaten lasagna for dinner (laughs) and so he went and brushed his teeth Three times. Do you relate to that? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, once to get the lasagna out, <laughs> twice to, like, freshen up, and then, like, one more just to make sure. I can see you doing that <laughs> completely. <laughs> um, Edith is very cold, and so she put, gives him a blanket to put between them, and instead uh-huh. of, like, putting it between them, he just wraps it around his shoulders like a cape. <laughs> cute. I loved that. <laughs> and also just so much consent. Mm-hmm. They're constantly like, is this okay? Is this okay? Yes. Is this too much? I love it. There's an episode of New Girl where she <laughs> she's talking to Nick about how when she was in college, she was in the like, I don't know what they called it. It was like the consent club or something. <laughs> and they, like her first boyfriend, the night that they decided that they were going to have sex with each other, they're sitting on the oh, bed. Yeah? And, like every single thing was like, may I kiss you? Yes. May I put my arm around you? Yes, that would be fine. <laughs> it reminded me of that episode. It was really, really, cute. really good. Okay. And then Bo asking Edith if she can <laughs> have sex is my aesthetic. Literally, it's so cute. I just like to. Yeah, the read other night. The whole paragraph. <laughs> I'm like, I'm lying in bed and Emily like texts me from downstairs and she's like, you have to get to page 241 immediately. (laughs) So I didn't even like finish what I was reading. I just skipped. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, how is this happening? They're talking about sex. They're Mm -hmm. using their big, big boy words. Yeah. (laughs) But I was like, finally, they're using the S E cross cross word. Like, grown-ups. Yeah. Like, I was like, you can use it. And think about this. Like, this whole conversation that they're having where they're talking about sex makes so much more sense when you actually use the word mm-hmm. instead of marriage <laughs> and, you know, like, instead of skirting around the issue, just literally have a conversation with your partner. Okay, mm-hmm. guys? Guys? Just talk to your partner. Find somebody. Here, what did I write? I wrote... Find a partner who you can talk to about absolutely anything, especially the difficult stuff. Just for a minute, imagine how awesome our world would be if everyone could be so open and honest with each other. I love the interactions that these two have. I love that Stephanie Meyer finally was just like, I get it. We Mm -hmm. have to actually talk about sex if we're going to have a healthy sexual relationship. Like so many people, and I see this on social media all the time, where women will get on and they'll be like, my partner and I are struggling so much with sex. And uh, everybody's like, well, you could talk to him about it. And I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. like literally this is your partner. This is somebody who you've chosen to live your life with for however long. And a lot of the time when you're like, I'm this, you're going to be my partner. You're thinking long-term here and you, it's really hard to have a relationship with somebody if you can't even say the word sex to Mm -hmm. them. Like it's so awkward. No, you've got to be able to. And when you're 17, what a better time. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no better time than when you're 17 and it's all brand new and you've never done it before and you've never had this experience. Just talk about it. Use the word. Use the word penis. Use the word vagina. It's fine. These are anatomically correct 
words. Yeah. Please use them. It makes me nervous. It makes me so nervous when people don't. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what happened? What? It, where's the shame happening here? And, like, we talked about Bella carrying so much shame about everything Mm -hmm. and that was a big huge problem and Bo skipped over that Mm -hmm. and he was like and Edith was the one who initiated it and was like are you talking about sex Bo and then he's like "Uh, yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then after that it was super easy yeah he was like I'm just gonna say whatever I need to say and Mm -hmm. I love it and I adore it and I want it to happen with everybody so open it up guys that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) so Bo goes I am just overwhelmed by you Mm. and a part of that naturally is that I'm insanely attracted to you which I'm sure you can't have helped but notice what with your being like (laughs) super aware of my circulatory system I mean it's so funny because it's like I said last time a guy's uh wet dream is a lot different than a girl's Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I guarantee that she noticed it yeah And him being so much like, well, you already know everything about me, so yeah, <laughs> let's just talk about I love it so much. Yep. So Edith is like, well, <laughs> yes, we do. And secondly, I don't think that it would work between us. Yeah, no, I'm going to break you, literally. <laughs> so, <laughs> ask me about that in 35 years. <laughs> All right. The Cullens. Chapter 15. Edith is into pastel sweaters. Yeah, it's cute. I like it. She's like a purple, mm-hmm. a lavender, mm-hmm. a blue. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, she's cute. Um, it's the next morning. Bo goes to take a shower. <laughs> and I love this so much. After he gets out of the shower, he realizes that he didn't grab any clothes. <laughs> and I 100% expected him to just walk back into his room completely naked. It didn't even occur to me that he could put on a towel. I was like, he's just no, going to walk in no, there. No, 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 Emily. I don't know why. <laughs> he obviously has a towel, yeah. though. <laughs> it's so like, oh, he doesn't have anything. He's just dripping wet. He's just going to oh, go no. right back into his no, no, bedroom. No, 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 no. He's angeling it. He's just walking around the flat in a towel. He's going to stick a towel on. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's going to stick a towel on. But I was like, he, oh, what is he? He's wearing a towel. Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm like, he walks into his room and he goes, can you? And she just was like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go in the kitchen. And Mm -hmm. so, and then I was like, oh, man. I was like super disappointed that she left and went into the kitchen. Right. (laughs) I just wanted something really awkward to happen. They were both have the same end goal. We just got there a little (laughs) differently. Absolutely. Both a little sad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they go to the Cullen's house. And it doesn't even talk about what Bo's wearing. And I was really sad about that. He just. Nonchalantly gets dressed. I thought about that. I was like, is he wearing (laughs) Mark's outfit? Yeah. Because my husband inherited all these clothes from my brother, and every single pant is a cargo pant. (laughs) And so Mark has been wearing nothing but cargos for the past, like, month. Mm -hmm. And every time I see him, I'm like, that khaki cargo, man. And I'm like, that's what I expected Bo to be wearing. (laughs) He's wearing a khaki cargo with a blue pullover mm-hmm. v-neck, but it doesn't say anything about it. <laughs> um, I don't have anything for a couple pages. Okay, so. I do. So they go in the house, and they see Corinne and Ernest, mm-hmm. and 
they are wearing a weird outfit. Oh, like beige linen. <laughs> They're matching the house. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. Are you guys hippies? <laughs> Just a beige linen tunic with a beige linen like a flare pants, yeah, probably. yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, Birkenstocks, and then <laughs> Archie. Like, so when Alice sees Bella, she flits down the stairs and she runs over to Bella and she kisses her. Mm-hmm. And they get to the bottom of the page and it goes, "Bo, he greeted me enthusiastic, like we were old friends." He held out. And then it's the end of the page, and mm-hmm. I wrote, if Archie doesn't kiss Bo, I'm not reading anymore. And I flipped over the page, his hand, and when I went to shake it, he pulled me into those one of those one-armed bro hugs, thumping me lightly on the back, and I just wrote, I'm out. Bro but I think hug. that's when I went to bed. Because <laughs> I was like, Done. I can't. I can't do this. Like, Archie did not kiss Bo, and nope. I'm mad about it. <laughs> cool. And then that's it. So Okay. So then we're learning about uh, Corinne's backstory. Oh, yeah. And the way that Stephanie Meyer changed this seems a lot more vampy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it, was, it was more, like, intense and scary. Mm-hmm. And that's a theme in this book. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, so instead of um, Carlisle getting attacked in the streets, mm-hmm. instead his father tries to kill this coven and one of them follows him back home. It's a stocky stock yeah. through the alleys and yeah. I love it. It's very vampiric. Yeah, and then he turns Corinne while he slowly kills her <gasps> father and makes him watch. <laughs> so dramatic. Yeah. Vampires, am I right? Right. <laughs> I love it. Um, then Corinne crawls into the cellar under all the rotting potatoes. Mm-hmm. I just learned something from Michelle, and apparently a rotting potato emits a, like, toxic fume that can kill you. <gasps> oh, yeah, okay. So if the vampire change didn't kill her, I forgot the about potatoes that, right? would have. I forgot about that, but I knew that because if you eat the eye of a potato, it's like, it'll make you really, really sick, mm-hmm. and it could kill you. Yeah. That's why you're supposed to cut those off if they're there, and if there's too many eyes, just throw that potato away. I didn't know that. Yeah. But that's, wow. Rotting so she was, potatoes. ooh. So I wonder so she was if like, she I want to die. that. Maybe. I mean, you you got to think. If you have a whole bunch of potatoes, you probably know. <laughs> Everybody knows what kills you back then. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Spirits in your blood. Exactly. It's, it's the vapors. <laughs> it's the air. The yeah. air kills you. Mm-hmm. All right. Chapter 16. Corinne. And this is our first chapter title change. Oh, yeah. Instead of Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every single name keeps throwing me off. <laughs> cool. Why does Marcus get to be the same? Um, okay, so I immediately was like, oh, shoot, why are we still, why do we still have Marcus? But then mm-hmm. I was like, I think St. Marcus is a real Catholic saint. Okay. So I think that they had to keep St. Marcus the same. Correct Fine. me if I'm wrong, I don't care. I like being wrong, uh, whatever. If you're Catholic, <laughs> tell me. But um, I think that St. Marcus is an actual saint. Uh-huh. So they wanted to keep him the same, but then okay. they talk about it later in the book. Yeah. So, but at this moment, we I was get like, to that. Why is he yeah, here? Me too. Who's... I was like, wait a minute. How come we we get to have Marcus still, and then who's this little nymph? Yeah, right. right? Who's Sulpicia? Sulpicia. Emily's really mad about this. The fuck is this? I know Emily's mad. Emily's all caps. She's putting an F in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I got over it as soon as I typed it out, though. No, it's good. Worked you got you got to get it out sometimes. Yep. But they do talk about it later in the book, which I mm-hmm. oh, I want to know more. Mm-hmm. I want five more books of these. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so Edith <laughs> is telling Bo about how she used to go and like murder the murderers, mm-hmm. and how she'd follow them down a dark alleys. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if she quipped as hard as Buffy does. Do you think she was punning? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. She's so she's she's. I can't think of a good single Buffy pun right now because I'm not. I haven't watched Buffy in a while. But absolutely, I'll put marzipan in your pie plate. Bingo. That would have been really good if I could talk. Hundred percent. Okay. Um, Edith is also a record producer. Yeah, so better outfits, but the same creepy room. Mm-hmm. You know what I the mean? The exact same room. Not different at all. Zero difference. Edith would have had a different room. She wouldn't have had a leather black couch. Mm, nope, not Edith. She not may with have her had lavender shirt. Yeah, like she would have had a tan bean bag. bag. Yeah. That lavender shirt does not say black leather couch and gold nope. curtains nope. on the wall. Nope. 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 Not at all. <laughs> okay. Um, and then when Edith, like, attacks <laughs> Bo, it describes him as being, like, upright, then upside down, and then upright again. And did she just, like, <laughs> cartwheel him to the couch? She, she says, I think I couldn't even understand what was happening. <laughs> Either I was like, that's a cartwheel. Yes. No. You know what she she did? She did that Buffy move where it's uh, you're up and your your legs go around the face, Mm -hmm. crotch to face, Uh and then you flip around, and then your crotches to back of head, and then it's an upside down, and then they were on the couch. Okay. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Cool. I don't know how else you would become that sequence of positions. And then they're just talking, and I don't even know who said it, but someone says, and that I am so completely in love with you. Oh my gosh, beautiful. These cuties. They are so cute. And this is happening so quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, they went to the meadow one day. No, they were in, like, biology class one day. They went to the meadow the next day. They went and met the Collins the next day. They had a baseball game that night. Yeah. And then guess what happens, you guys? We'll tell you. Hold Good on grief. This happens so fast that I think that's why I was shaking. Because I was like, I did drink a lot of coffee. But I was also like very, very freaked out by this book. Mm-hmm. Very freaked out. Yeah. Um, it's good. I like it. Chapter 17, pretty much exactly the same. Yes. The only thing that I noted was that they're just a lot more physically comfortable with each other. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I wrote anything. But yeah, the, the whole chapter was like the same. Oh, it was really funny when he, when Bo is telling um, Charlie that Edith is his girlfriend, he's like, I felt a strange kind of pride being able to claim her this way. And then he goes, kind of Neanderthal of me. Mm-hmm. But there it was. And then he goes, yeah, she's my girlfriend. And then Charlie's like, wow. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Charlie. Um, yeah, Charlie. Uh, oh, and then the physically comfortable around each other, like, she gets real into it. It says, she, her lips pulled softly on my earlobe, then moved slowly across my jaw and down my neck. And I just wrote, Oh, goodness. <laughs> like, okay, girl. Cool. Get it. Yes. Do it. Uh, I wrote, I feel much less defensive of Bonnie's concern for Bo than I felt with 
Billy and Bella. Um, I made a big deal about Billy being like, stew away from Edward. Because mm-hmm. I was like, don't tell this girl what to do. Like, because I get so sick of men telling girls what to do. Mm-hmm. I just get so sick of it. Because I feel like that's all men ever do is tell girls what to do with their bodies, with their mm-hmm. emotions, with their looks, with everything. And when Bonnie was like, Bo, you need to be careful. I was kind of like, this is just one type of monster telling a human to be careful of this other type of monster. And it was a completely different situation for me Mm. because it wasn't a man telling a girl what to do. So that was another, like, interesting gender thing for me that I found very interesting to read about. Like, I was like, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. And it, it gives a whole different dynamic. Yeah. It bothered me less, but I still wish that Charlie had been included in the conversation. Absolutely. 100%. I don't think it's okay to, like, take kids and tell them uh, no, anything it's not, what to do with their lives without it's their It's so inappropriate. There. It's inappropriate. And so. as a teacher, I can see it, but this isn't a teacher-student situation. This no. is a just, I'm your dad's friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what to do. I specifically found you alone, <laughs> and now I have something to tell you. Ugh, gross, yeah. Ugh. Chapter 18, guys. <laughs> guys, we have the same dumb plan, but I don't have time to sigh 50 times between every sentence. She doesn't have 50 shades of size. No, I don't. To give. Hold on a sec. Let me see if I wrote anything. <laughs> no, it is the same dumb plan. Oh, and I wrote, yep. I still don't like this part of the book. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hard to read, and I just very much, like, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yuck, gross. Done. Uh, so chapter 19, goodbyes. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Hold on, I wrote... <laughs> when, when Bo comes back to the house, and he slams the door, and he kicks it, and he runs upstairs, and he's like, I'm leaving! And um, Charlie goes... Are you doing drugs, Bo? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Charlie. I was like, Charlie. You're so cute, Charlie. And then on the next page, Bo goes, my plan wasn't feeling so brilliant anymore. And yeah. I just wrote, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, okay, so what did you write? Um, just that Bo's more aware of how stupid his plan is. <laughs> yes. Because he, like, Edith is telling him, like, we'll take care of things. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And he goes, she seemed relaxed. Like, the idea of fighting the hunter and her partner was the easiest part of this whole mess. Uh, yeah. It and is. it should have been the only part of this whole mess, but, you know. Yes. And he goes, <laughs> so I thought this was so funny. This is what we were talking about earlier, how Bo is so big. Mm-hmm. He's, like, just this big, lumbering boy who's very clumsy. He grew... Yeah. It's like he's a dog who grew way too fast. Oh. You know? He's just, like, a big puppy who like runs into couches and stuff yeah. a lot that's how I picture Bo yeah. but like the, all the vampires now they're in like fight mode mm-hmm. right so they've tuned it up they've brought everything up a notch they're not worried Bo's completely worried he's coming up with this stupid plan they're moving around in Twilight it was very normal for me to have everybody picking up Bella and carrying her around because she's so small and slow and clumsy that they're just like it's easier for me to just pick her up mm-hmm. but because she's so small it's like it makes sense for them to just like kind of football her and move her around yeah, you can't when they do Bo. that to Bo I laugh so hard <laughs> and they do it 
constantly. It's the same exact thing. They don't change anything. Like, she just kept it the same. But it's, like, this big, huge They boy. have to, like, flop him over <laughs> their shoulder. It's like a fire Or, like, or grab him under the shoulder, under it's the armpit. You guys, it's so funny. Because I'm just, like, picturing this big puppy just, like, hanging with his paws out. And, like, his tongue is on the side and his ears are up. He's just this big puppy that oh. hasn't... And they're just carrying him around and, like, changing his clothes. And <laughs> it's so funny to me. And I loved it. Really? Uh, yeah, it just, it made more sense when it was a tiny little girl girl than when it was a great big boy mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Bo goes why have they listened to my idea it was obviously wrong I know like self-aware Bo for the win but like 10 pages too late <laughs> yes so he's like wait a minute I'm wrong but it's like already we're in, doing it. into action yep. uh yep <laughs> <laughs> so I like this book really good <laughs> chapter 20 impatience um, they're driving to Arizona with Archie and Jessamine. Jessamine. Mm-hmm. And Bo says, I made Archie keep up a strange stream of consciousness future watch all night long. He told me turn by turn how Edith, Corinne, and Eleanor would be moving through the forest. And then he would go back and describe the same sequence differently as mm. some decision remapped the future. So cool. Yeah, so cool. Like, Archie, will you just tell me everything you're saying? I want to be Archie's best friend, too. And Archie's like, okay, they're at the big oak north of the... <laughs> of whatever. And he turned to left at that, that spruce. And then... And Ar- Imagine, <laughs> but I was just like, I don't know what you're saying, but keep going. Archie's like, oh, they, they went through the meadow. Huh. They stopped to sniff you guys. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We are both on pages 317. What did you... So, um, Archie's telling Bo about his uh, visions, kind of, and he goes, time doesn't mean the same thing to me that it does to you, or Jess, or anyone else, so this won't make sense to you, but for me, it's like we've already been friends for a long time, Bo. The first second you became a part of Edith's life's life, for me, it was like we'd already spent hundreds of hours together. Mm. We've laughed at Edith's overreactions together. We've annoyed Royal right out of the house together. We've stayed up all night talking with Corinne together. And Bo goes, we're friends. And Archie goes, best Best friends. friends. (laughs) It's just so cute. I love these guys. I imagine them being like, oh, they're so good together. They love each other. They adore each other. It is just like Bella and Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just so cute together and funny. And they get each other. I love that he's already seen it all mm-hmm. and lived it all through. And he's just like, this is my future and it's an awesome one. Because mm-hmm. I don't just have like this weird sister who is always reading my mind and this weird partner who's super nervous all the time. But now I also have this amazing best buddy mm-hmm. who I can finally just like relax around mm-hmm. like Archie has never been able to relax ever yeah. like even with Edith who's super cool he can't relax with Edith she's too intense <laughs> Jessamine is way too nervous and Bo is just like super chill yeah and I love that Archie finally has Bo I yeah. love it she he deserves a bow mm-hmm. like we all do it's so sweet yeah it's really oh cute. we wrote the same thing there too of course so did. Um, Archie has his vision about the ballet studio and he's sketching it and Bo's looking at it and he goes that's kind of looks like the one that my mom used to teach dance lessons seriously 
Just let Bo do ballet. Come on, why couldn't Bo have been a dancer? Excuse me. Ugh. Ugh. I hate it. Hold on, I did write a couple things. Um, uh, let's see. Maybe it was just the same. Oh, I think it's funny that Joss stole a plane. Does James steal a plane? In Twilight? It doesn't say it, but I don't know how else he would get there so <laughs> They fast. talk about how Joss, like, steals a plane mm-hmm. <laughs> to go to Arizona. I think that's funny. Casual. Um, and then this conversation between Bo and Edith is just as annoying as it was with Bella and Edward. Come and get it. Come then. and get it. <laughs> if you want him, come, come and, and claim him. him. <laughs> it's just still stupid. <laughs> uh, and then I had this moment that I did never think about in Twilight where I was like, wait a minute. Why did Bo call the Arizona house and leave a message there? Is this doesn't doesn't Renee have a phone in Jacksonville? Don't they have a phone? Like just a landline? Come on, Phil. What is going I like was like this is a huge plot hole. Well, that's why Renee's always emailing him. Because she doesn't have a phone? Yeah. Like get a phone. Get a landline. That's something she has to keep track of, and Renee just can't do that. <laughs> but she lives with Phil now. That's, That's the true. whole reason she got married to Phil, is because he took care of her. Phil, get a freaking phone so that Bo doesn't have to call the house in Arizona and leave weird messages that then Renee has to, like, call her answering service and pick up the message. What is happening? Oh. All of this could have been avoided if Renee had just had a phone in Jacksonville. Yeah. So stupid. Okay. Very true. Moving on. Chapter 21, a phone, a call. Good grief. I got nothing. Same. Okay. Nothing. I didn't write a thing. It's like I just stole on a sign. It's the same chapter as in Twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter 22, hide and seek. Uh... It all goes down the same way as far as Bo goes through the airport bathroom and mm-hmm. then he goes to the house and then he stumbles in a sweaty scrape to the ballet studio. Right, right, right. And he walks in, surprise, it was a videotape, and he, uh, Joss is talking about how, like, I hope that your Edward will avenge you. And Bo just goes, I could tell she was coming to the end of her monologuing, which I didn't get the point of anyway. Why explain to me? Where was the glory in beating some weak human? I didn't feel the need to rub it into every cheeseburger I conquered. (laughs) Bo! My man! I love him. He's so cute. He's really cute. You guys... Things get a little intense. Oh my gosh, this fight! And by a little, I mean I. My heart was racing. It is really, really scary, and really graphic, and much worse. Yeah. Than Bella's beating. Bella, it's much worse. A crunch of a leg, a head hits some glass. A cut of a head, and then she gets bit. No, you guys, it's so much worse. It's. Oh my gosh. And I was like, am I feeling so much more scared because Bo is more vulnerable and open than Bella? Like he, I feel like even though it's like a first person narrative, he still shares more. He throws up, you guys. Mm -hmm. And he gets so upset about this and he's nauseous. He gets so hurt in so many different places. Yeah, he breaks 
Oh, like Every all of bone his bones. In his body. It, like all of his bones get broken. Oh. And he throws up all over the place yeah. and he's laying there in a pile of throw up and blood. And he talks about that in length because he's in that like panic mode where he's like, all I can do is focus on the immediate present. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening to me. And I don't know what to do about it. And I'm just going to die. Mm-hmm. Like he knows he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's good. I'm glad I'm going to die. And I don't have to have anybody worry about it. Um, and it is absolutely so scary Mm -hmm. and so intense and it's like I got very very worked up Mm -hmm. and then I was like I don't know how to deal with the rest of this book and then it just got worse and worse and worse yeah okay you guys chapter 23 is called the choice well just to point out let me see Joss bites Bo before Edith Mm -hmm. ever gets there Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like five minutes and I was like it's, I, I thought to myself, I was like, this is a lot longer of a time to suffer yeah. than Bella had. Yeah. Uh, and then Stephanie talks about it mm-hmm. in her afterward, which I was like, woo, girl. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's intense. It freaks me out. I feel like I'm going to throw up right now just mm-hmm. thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, chapter 23, the choice instead of the angel. Not the angel. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, gosh. So everybody gets there. Edith is giving Bo mouth to mouth because he's broken so many ribs that his yeah. lungs collapsed. Oh, you guys, he something is, bad's going he's on. He's messed up. He's lost so much blood. All of his bones are broken. He's laying in a pile of vomit. He's uh they they figure out very quickly that he's not gonna come back from this. Yeah. So um Karan is still doing her casual plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Archie's trying to set and, like, brace as many of, like, the big bones mm-hmm. that he can, but there's just so much damage done. Um, and Bo's trying to tell Edith that he was bit and he's having a hard time speaking. Yeah. So it takes her a while to Yeah, he's in so much understand. pain and, he, and he's so out of it that mm-hmm. he's just like, please, please, uh, my... My hand, my pinky, please, my pinky finger. It's so hot. It's burning. It's and on then fire. <laughs> she's, she's like, it's gonna be okay. I swear, it's gonna be fine. Eh, it's n- not, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's so intense and it's so scary. So she uses a scalpel to try to make the like incision point bigger and she starts to try to suck the venom out yeah um and as she does this archie has a yeah archie just comes over and he just like looks at her and he's like big eyes Mm -hmm. scared look he's either gonna die or become a vampire yeah you are gonna kill him if you keep doing that yeah (laughs) so we either need to like figure out a better way to kill him or you just need to chill you guys so and edith just of course, just freaks out. Oh my gosh. She's like, he deserves a choice! Like, and she just, like, leans down and goes right to his ear. Mm-hmm. I can't make this, I can't make this decision for yeah. you. I won't take this away from you. Uh, I'll understand, I promise. If you don't want to live like this. And it's happening so fast. Like, he's dying. Yeah. It's so intense. Yeah. I like li- this is where I started crying and yeah. didn't stop. 
She goes, I would die if I could give your life back to you. Her voice broke, but I can't make that trade. I can't do anything except stop the pain if that's what you want. (sighs) You don't Uh... have to be like this. Like, she's like, she has that, like, internal conflict where she's like, I'm a monster. Mm -hmm. And they haven't even had that conversation yet. Yeah. Like, Edward and Bella got to have that conversation over and over and over. So Bella Mm -hmm. was so prepared. And Edward was prepared. And Edith is not prepared. Like, she's like, I'm a monster, and he doesn't even know I'm a monster. And so she's like, I will not make this decision for you. I don't know how to do this. Like, please, please, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And, of course, he's not going to make any other choice. He just says you, just you. Yeah. It's so sad, you guys. Um, Her face was (laughs) at my throat, and I couldn't feel anything besides the fire. But I could hear the quiet sound of her teeth cutting through my skin. Oh my gosh, it's so... So he's already got... She sucked all of Joss's venom out, don't you think? Because he said it didn't... He felt the fire going out of his arm. A little bit, yeah, starting to. But then, so she decides to just do it herself. Like, she's like, I'm... I have to do it. So she bites him. Yeah. Right on the neck. Yeah. Um, Because um, Archie had told us in a previous chapter that the closer... It enters to your heart the faster it goes. Right at the jugular. (laughs) In the biting. He does. She does it. And it's it's very intense and it's very sad. Yeah. Um, Chapter 24 is called Change. (laughs) And immediately Bo's like, I changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, no, this is terrible. I hate this. I just, yeah. No. He's just screaming, like, no, make it stop. Kill me, uh, kill me. Yeah. And Edith is like, um. <laughs> and they're like, no, uh, no, no. You have to listen to the first decision. Yeah, the. That's the one. Semi-coherent. That, yeah. They've all been through it. They've seen it happen. <laughs> yeah. And so she's just sitting there apologizing over and over and mm. over again. Um, so it's Archie and Edith are in the back seat with Bo. Um, I assume that <clears throat> someone is driving. <laughs> we is don't he know Ernest? who. No, they, Ernest wasn't there. No, he stayed in Forks. Uh, <laughs> is it Corinne? It must be Corinne, or maybe they just have a self-driving car. And they got that uh, real early. They, Tesla so early. They made it. Oh my gosh, they did. <laughs> Who's They're driving? Like, Vampires suck at driving. We'll make a car that drives for them. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Bo just keeps freaking out, and so Edith just constantly is talking to oh, him. Oh, it's so sad, you guys. Um, like, you're not alone. I won't leave you. I'm right here. Listen to my voice. I'm here with you. Um, it The burn and, just escalates. Yeah, he just completely. gets in more and more and more pain. Ugh. And then Archie's like, I think that we're far enough along that he'll remember what mm. we're saying to him mm-hmm. right now. And so instead of just apologizing, how about you <laughs> take this time to prep him? Because so, we've only got about a day. Yeah, so this this now di- uh, monologue that Edith starts is so good mm-hmm. and so perfect for this situation that I just was like, oh, this is the right conversation to have and she didn't have very much time to think about what she was going to say to Bo or how she was going to explain this to him but she just starts explaining mm-hmm. to him what's going to happen yeah she um tells him how he's going to be thirsty 
and that's all he's going to be for about a year or two. Um, And that she's not going to force him to live like they do. Um, That if he wants to do it her way, she'll help him track down murderers. And if he wants to go off on his own, she'll understand that too. Think of the sacrifice. Like, she has... (laughs) You guys, this book is so good. She has, like already made the decision that this is her life, mm-hmm. is Bo. And now, all of a sudden, everything has shifted, everything has changed, and she's like, I will make the sacrifice, that whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so tender and sweet. Okay. This is when I started crying. <laughs> and this line isn't even the most sentimental one. Um, but she goes, I should probably warn you about your eyes. They won't be blue anymore. Oh, she's so sad about it. She starts crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. But don't let them frighten you. They won't stay bright for so long. Uh. <laughs> Just sobbing. <laughs> well, she starts crying. Mm-hmm. That's where she's like, he's not going to have blue eyes anymore. His blue eyes like, that are my lo- like, sky in this <laughs> dark, cloudy place. freaking blue eyes. Oh my gosh. Um, she explains to him who the Volturi are and how... He- She's so sorry, but he's never going to be able to see his parents again. And it's to keep them safe. Um, Here's where we learn the whole different backstory to the Volturi. um, About how Aro's wife found a girl who could steal Aro's powers and give them to herself. Aro's wife was like, I DGAF about you. Uh (laughs) She was like, eh. I found this cooler person. Yeah. Um, so she's like, I want his power. So if you could just, like, take that, give him to me, we can kill him after that. And then yeah. they go and they take down, like, all the big covens that were terrorizing mm-hmm. Europe. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, we've got rules. We're keeping this a secret. We have everything on lockdown. It's really cool. It's such a cool story. Mm-hmm. And it's all these women, which I just adore, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he goes, Edith told me that I would never age, that I would always be 17 like she was, that the world would change around me, and I would remember all of it, never uh, forgetting one second. I I thought about this before. I think it was when Edward said that he remembers everything, and I was like, that would suck. I would hate to remember everything, every stupid thing you ever say, mm-hmm. every sad thing you hear, every sad thing that happens. Like, sometimes, you know, it's nice to forget stuff. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so hard. Um, they're back at the house now, oh, and man. all of the Cullens take turns sitting by Bell and telling him, kind of their their life story. I love this. I love he gets to know all of them right there mm-hmm. while he's changing, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have a chance to walk away or not listen or. And he's not a human anymore, really. He's going to remember all of this mm-hmm. clearly. It's really sweet how they all talk to him, especially when Royal talks to him. I think that's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bella and Rosalie have this conversation in Eclipse, I yeah. think. And it's a really good, sweet time for them. And I like that Royal, while Bo is changing, gets to be like, here's my story, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to tell it to you because you're laying there and I just kind of love that a lot yeah um there is a very distinct difference oh between yeah. Royal's backstory and Rosalie's yeah I wrote it here again no rape yep no rape so it's Rosalie, so interesting um like you said it happens in Eclipse so I don't know the specifics because <laughs> my brain doesn't remember things 
where Rosalie was sexually assaulted by her husband and a group of his and friends. And his friends, yeah. And then they just left her to die. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how or when she becomes a vampire uh, in that process. She probably goes to the... No, I think that Carlisle just, come, just, finds, just finds her. her. And is like, oh no, and just grabs her and takes her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she goes back and she kills all of them without ever tasting their blood. In her beautiful wedding dress with yeah. her perfect makeup. <laughs> um, and that's a really important to Rosalie's story. It is story. important because Rosalie took back her body, mm-hmm. which is so important for rape victims mm-hmm. to be like, I'm taking back my body. You didn't, you can't take this from me. And that didn't have to happen between Bo- uh, Royal and mm-hmm. his people who killed him. Yeah. So Royal is beaten almost to death by the lover of a girl that he planned to marry just for position and power. Mm. So he didn't really care about her, but she's like, eh, I don't want you. And she just laughs while it happens. Right. Um, so yeah, the biggest changes to the story are directly related to moments of sexual assault, and I just find it to be completely unnecessary, and yep. it could have been so much more powerful if it was left the I same. I agree. I so. totally agree. I It's an interesting, like, weird <laughs> Stephanie Meyer thing mm-hmm. that she just wants to avoid any and all thought of a woman being able to hurt a man. Mm-hmm. I It's so weird, because it obviously happens. Mm-hmm. So, Bo is becoming more and more aware of sights and sounds as he gets closer <laughs> to vamping out. And then his heart flutters and beats really, really fast, <sighs> and then just one more time. That's cool. For the very last time. And I'll be honest, it kind of feels like we're cheating on Bella to talk about the transformation <laughs> right now. It's like a special thing in it is special. the end of Breaking Dawn, because mm-hmm. it's been this mystery this whole time, yeah. and then it's this whole yeah. thing. And here's the thing, that's what I was saying, is that like, okay, so they go, they're in biology class, Yeah. they go to the meadow, they meet the family, they have a baseball game, Bo turns into a vampire. Yeah. Like it all week. happens in a week. It's so fast. Yeah. It's within seven days all mm-hmm. of that happens. And with Edward and Bella, it's like three years. Yeah. <laughs> That's not three years, but it's a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, crazy, crazy. Yeah. From the time that Edward leaves in New Moon to the time that she becomes a vampire is a full year. Because yeah. it happens on her birthday. Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So funny. Mm-hmm. And then so much happens. They get married. They have a baby. It's yeah. <laughs> so funny. Ridiculous. Um, one of the first things that Bo notices after he's changed is that he and Edith are the same temperature. Uh, and also how fast he moves. Yeah, dude. Um, which has to be a cool thing for someone who's lived in a body that they really can't trust to do what they want it to yeah. do, to have it just respond without e- with barely thinking Dude, about it. he went from being a puppy mm-hmm. to being, like, an NBA player. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's so cool. I feel the same way about when Bella turns into a yeah. vampire. It's yes. so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Um... Bo tells Corinne and the others that he wants to do it their way. And Corinne's just like, yeah, good, <laughs> good luck with that. We'll support you. But... Yeah, I got your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Um, Edith takes him outside so that they can go hunting. And Bo's just freaking out. And he loves that he can see everything, even though it's the nighttime. And he loves how fast he can run and how he doesn't trip or stumble. And he feels like he's flying when he jumps. 
And Edith is just like, I don't understand. You're in a very good mood. And she's so confused by him. And she's also kind of scared that he's upset with her. No. He's not. He's so fine. He's way fine. He's fine. And um, I was actually concerned about that, too. I wasn't concerned that he was going to be mad. But I was very concerned about how fine he felt about it. Because mm. I was like, but wait a minute. What about Charlie and Renee? And then... Guys, I can't <laughs> grief. Okay, so um, yeah, mm-hmm. so the um, Edith and Bill have a conversation about their future and blah blah blah. And basically, they're both like, "Nothing's changed for me. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed for me. We'll just kind of continue on." Yeah, it's cool because they don't get to know each other. There isn't this whatever. whole thing of like we have to get married before we have sex, Mm-mm. which I love. Yeah, they don't talk about it because it's not important anymore. And yeah. it, it's, I think that's cool. And Bo goes, we ran together into the darkness that wasn't dark, and I was unafraid. This would be easy, I knew, just like everything else. Okay. That's the end of the book. Yep. It's really beautiful. Yeah. But then... Oh, no. The worst thing I've ever read, which I was just like, no, I'm caught off guard, and I'm not happy about it. Okay. So, oh, the epilogue tricks you guys. It's a big trick and it's not very nice. It's called an occasion, just like the other. Yeah, the same prom, y'all. I thought it was. It's not. We open up and Bo and Edith are sitting on a branch on a very, very tall tree and they're watching cars drive in a line. And at first I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Bo can't go to prom, so they're just kind of watching. Everyone drive to the dance. Psych. No. Archie and Eleanor had faked Bo's death and that his truck had caught on fire while he was inside of it. And he's watching the funeral procession from a tree about two miles away. Guys, this is so not okay. Nope. This is the exact opposite of okay. What is the opposite of okay? Not okay. Wrong. Bad, <laughs> worst, yeah, horrible, not okay. Because, because, listen to this. Charlie, and my mom were both pallbearers. <laughs> you guys, I cannot handle this. How dare you hurt How Charlie like this you? in front of me? It is. It's Charlie. <laughs> I'm like, no. He says that Charlie looks twenty years older Mm -hmm. and I'm like this poor Charlie and I talked about this when we were talking about Twilight like I was like Charlie waited his whole life to get this baby back and now he's dead Mm -hmm. he's dead and it is so heartbreaking I can't stand it Mm -hmm. even from this distance (laughs) I could see that Charlie looked 20 years older and my mom Moved like she was sleepwalking. I mean, imagine Renee. Even, like, super selfish Renee is probably like, this is my fault. If I had never let him go to Forks, if I had never married Phil, if I had never whatever, 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 he'd still be alive and I would still have him. They were best friends. Like, for all of Renee's faults and whatever, and as much shit as I talk about Renee, they were best friends. Mm -hmm. And now he's gone. Um... Pretty much all the students attend the funeral. Oh my god! The rest of the Collins are there as Imagine well. Imagine being able to see your own funeral. It's 
and being like, what are all these people doing here? Nobody liked me. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, Everyone kind of leaves one by one, and Charlie stayed alone while the funeral home employees filled the hole in. He didn't watch. No, you know what? (sighs) I sat through that before. I watched a a really sweet friend of mine from high school get buried, and I kind of hung around afterwards, and her mom sat there, and they filled the, they put the casket down. I'm getting really dark here, but I'm just going to go with that. I mean, if Stephanie Meyer can, so can I. (laughs) So they put the casket down, and while it was going down, it tipped, okay? So first of all, this casket tips, and this is real life. This really happened to me. I am scarred from it. The casket tipped, and this girl was young. She was in her 20s. So then they, like, make sure that it gets the right way again. But I'm thinking to myself, now this girl in this casket is shifted in a weird spot, which, whatever. But So then they put it down. And then a few minutes later, this, like, backhoe shows up and just starts, like, dumping piles of, like, rocks on top of the casket, and I was abs—I think they had put, like, a stone on top of the casket, but I was absolutely mortified. Like, I was just like, I can't, I can't deal with this, and the mom just sat there and watched it the whole time, and I was Mm -hmm. like, this poor mom, and as a mom, I'm, like, completely changed also. Like, this is her baby, and I get that so, so deeply. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So they're just sitting up in that tree, the whole time until Charlie eventually leaves. Oh, Charlie. And then um, Edith and Bo talk about other paths that their lives could have taken, and but that they would always have chosen each other and kind of about how, like, no matter how it would have gone, if Bo ever became a vampire, he'd still be in this position. Like, this was an unavoidable I know. part of it's becoming so, a vampire. It's such an interesting conversation to have because we have we know the story of what happened to Bella and how different it became mm-hmm. and how it didn't have to happen this way yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlie got to have his daughter mm-hmm. forever, and he got to even have a little baby granddaughter, and he got to have a whole entire family and have everything. Charlie gets nothing in this in this version and they're like well that's the only option that's all that would have happened anyway but it's like no mm-hmm. nope <laughs> we know there even is a line where it says like there is no other version yes it's so cool it kind of like <laughs> it's really cool calls itself out a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. so um while they're sitting there edith gets a phone call from corinne and immediately jumps out of the tree and takes off running leaving Bo to follow um, they run back to the house, and it turns out that the pack is coming to tell the Cullens to leave, assuming that they broke the treaty. Um, so Bo explains to them what happened, and they say that they need to go see Bonnie Black because she gets the final say. <laughs> um, this is problematic because Bo might accidentally kill her. He hasn't been that close to a human yet. Yeah, but nope. But he doesn't. Because he's a motherfucking badass. Yeah, Bo. <laughs> Bo. Oh, I love him. Mm-hmm. I love Bo so much. <laughs> There's a really sweet moment where Bo asks Bonnie to look after Charlie. Uh, and 
Bonnie is being very curt to Bo because she thinks that this is just a demon who's inhabited his body. Yeah, she doesn't realize that that's still Bo. Like, and she even says it. She's like, you're not, like, you're not still Bo or whatever, you know? And he's like, no. Well, he's like, if there's anything that I can do, just let me know. And she goes, maybe there is a little bit of Bo in Mm -hmm. you after all. And he says the coolest thing. He's like, she needs to know that it's not just, there's not just like uh, a little bit of me left. Mm -hmm. There's all of me left, just more awesome, like on top of it. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Um. Bonnie um, agrees that they didn't do anything wrong, and so they leave. And Edith talks to Bo about how amazing he did, because he did get a little bit of a, a, a whiffing scent of Bonnie. But <laughs> uh, he's able to, like, kind I of know. just mentally think through it. It's kind of the same thing as when, like, Edward is so amazed that Bella didn't eat those hikers. Yeah. And she's just like, oh. Well, I didn't even consider it. Like, I could have, but I realized that I didn't have to, so I chose not to. It's the same thing, uh, because Edith just stops and is like, you are extraordinary, you are the most amazing, and Bo's just like, oh, no biggie. Yeah. (laughs) That's really cool. He goes, I can handle anything as long as you're with me. And she goes, then here I will stay forever, forever. I leaned down until my lips found hers. Forever was going to be amazing. Yeah. I don't even know what music happens, but it's good. It's good music. It's not like heavy metal that I was just singing, but it's good music singing in there. Yeah. Although I I just have the biggest heartbreak for Charlie. <sighs> the biggest heartbreak for Charlie. Yep. I can't even stand it. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> the afterward I just quoted what Stephanie Meyer said because she says it best yeah yeah um, she goes let me be quick to say the fact that Bo becomes a vampire has nothing at all to do with the fact that he is a boy not a girl this change also does not mean that I prefer it to the original or think that the original was wrong I wanted to see what it would feel like if Twilight had been the end of the story if, like Bo, Bella had left the airport just five minutes earlier. As a human, Bella had to endure a lot more pain than Bo did, but in the end, I know she would tell you that it was all worth it. Bo will be fine, more than fine, he'll be very happy, but he'll always have the one big regret. Bella was able to put her house in order, and she's confident she got the best version of the story. Do you know what? So am I. I... I really, and it's, I feel like maybe it is just because of Charlie. It's not only just Charlie, though. It's like, she was able to, because Bella was so stubborn and so stupid. And here's, here's something I'll talk about now for a minute. Um, Bella was so stubborn and made so many stupid choices um, and just constantly refused and refused and refused to give up on what she wanted. And because of that, and because Edward was so, like, I'm not going to... Oh, Edward was also just as stubborn as Bella mm-hmm. was. Neither of them were willing to give up on whatever. And they were able to spare a lot of people pain. Mm-hmm. Renee never even knew that anything happened. <laughs> like, Renee, completely oblivious the whole time. Charlie knew that something happened, 
but he was able to be like, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. which is so cool. And everybody got what they wanted in the end, which is not how, it's not how life works, and it's mm-hmm. not how uh, you know things happen. This this one is much more realistic. Mm-hmm. Bo was gonna die. It yeah. was the only choice that could happen. Either he dies and they have the funeral anyway, or he gets turned into a vampire and gets to be with Edith forever, which is really beautiful. But I do think that Bella got the better ending. Yep. Of course. Absolutely. Because she got the family. She got to be with Charlie still. Nothing had to happen like this terribly. Mm-hmm. So Bella won, but nothing would have changed this outcome. Right. So it works either way. Yep. I want you guys to read this book it's uh, so good so good I loved it I <laughs> loved this book I love I love Bo the big my big puppy <laughs> and I love Edith my like moody broody stalker vampire girl I love these characters really amazing please read this book yeah. and not just for Stephanie Meyer read it for us read it for yourself yeah so good and you already know about the the heartbreaking part so yeah we you don't told have you. to be surprised <laughs> yeah not I've like... even read it before but I forgot <laughs> I know I, Emily like texted me last night and she's like when do you want to record because we we're on like a weird schedule this week because we're doing the the live watching of Twilight tonight and so we're recording this morning but we were going to record last night. I hadn't read it. I was at my little girl's birthday party. It was a whole thing. And so I was like, well, I haven't finished the book yet, so let's do it in the morning. And she goes, I don't know how to not talk to you about this for the next 12 hours. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. I finished it, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but then I finished it, and I, like, ran downstairs, and I was like, holy shit, we have to talk about this right now. Yeah. Push record. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was intense. Yeah. So good. Really good. All right, you guys. Cool. Next week is New Moon. New Moon. I can't wait to start New, new moon. moon. Jacob Black, this guy. Yeah. So... <laughs> Thank you guys for remembering life and death with us Thank today. You. It was beautiful. We're experiencing it if you haven't read it before. I was experiencing it for the yeah. first time, and I'm very happy about it. I loved it. Yeah, it was really fun. Cool. And you guys are the best fans oh, of anybody's you. fans. I can't imagine <laughs> having nicer people that communicate with us and give things to us and talk to us and, and support us. I love you guys so much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Bye. Bye.